We've come this far by faith, leaning on the Lord, trusting in God's holy word. God's never failed me yet, singing, oh, 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 can't turn around. We've come this far. By faith. I get regular emails from the New York Times. Not long ago, one of them actually caught my attention. Congratulations! It shouted at me all in bold letters in a most untimes-like way. You survived Black Hole Week. That piqued my attention especially since I was curious to see if the referenced article was about goings-on in Washington, D.C., or, or the ups and downs of the stock market, or, or what. But no, here is how the article started. With any, everything else that has been going on lately down here on this planet, you might not have noticed that there has been a lot of news lately about black holes. Those Einsteinian monsters that can swallow light and everything else behaving badly. Black holes eating stars or eating whole gangs of stars. Black holes banging together in universe-shaking events. That's all I read. I stopped reading right there and I thought, that's all I need. With politicians behaving badly and pretending they're not, with federal agencies finding new ways to make life hell for immigrants and poor people and anybody who wants to breathe clean air, it was already a bad news week. I just needed the cosmos to take care of itself. As I thought about all this, I realized that what I really needed, what I really longed for, was a little faith. A little faith. Faith that things might be okay with my life, might be okay with my loved ones, including all of you. Faith that things might be okay with our nation and with our world and with our planet, and yes, with the universe as well. I just needed that much faith. And maybe you feel that way too. A little faith, sometimes that's all we need. And sometimes it's hard to come by. One summer, a while back, I was out at Quinnipet, our camp on Shelter Island, and I was helping with a week of sailing camp. At the same time, there was also there a, a group of, of folks from the Japanese American Church that's down on 7th Avenue. And they were out there on Shelter Island for a planned week of singing and praying and swimming. The singing and the praying went fine. But a huge plague of jellyfish struck that week. Not those benign, soft and squishy, clear jellyfish, but the evil, red, flaming variety that made the swimming part of our plans quite a challenge. And so all of us who were there at the camp spent a fair amount of time sitting on the beach that week talking to each other, getting to know the counselors and the kids from the other groups that were there. Mostly we talked about the jellyfish. 
Of course, talking about them didn't help anything. But we enjoyed grumbling about our weeks spent on the water, but not in the water. And then one of the counselors from the Japanese American church, with more faith than I could ever possibly possess, decided to take matters into his own hands. More accurately, he decided to take matters into God's hands. Quoting today's mustard seed parable, he gathered the kids who were in his charge and he walked them out and lined them up on the dock. Holding their hands in the direction of the incoming tide, he had the kids repeat loud enough to be heard below the surface, in the name of Jesus, be gone. In the name of Jesus, be gone. Over and over again. In the name of Jesus, be gone. It didn't work. I know that sounds obvious. Jellyfish don't speak English after all. But at the time, I was, I have to admit, just a little bit surprised that it didn't work. So great was the faith that was on display. I would have loved to have faith like that. But some days it's hard enough to scrape together even a, a mustard seed's worth of faith. In today's scripture, Jesus is responding to an honest and understandable plea from his friends, these apostles of his, increase our faith. Please increase our faith. And his response is, is as interesting as it is confusing. It's a little ambiguous what exactly he's getting at. It sort of assumes that maybe they have enough faith already and they don't quite realize it. They're not in touch with it. Do they have enough? How much is enough? Just a little. Not very much, says Jesus. You just need a little. I'm going to leave the landscaping aspect of the story aside for, for the time being. Like, why would we want to transplant a mulberry tree into the middle of the sea? That's another question for another day. But here's the part of the story I would like us to think about today. The pronouns. Specifically, the words our and you. Our and you. Well, technically, the word our is a possessive determiner. You probably knew that. And obviously, the word our is plural. The apostles are asking for more faith for their collective enterprise, enough faith for their community to use, more faith for their life together, their work together, enough faith to do what they need to do as apostles of Jesus, as people who are sent out to the highways and the byways to heal a hurting world and to heal sin-sick souls, to bind up the brokenhearted, including perhaps themselves. So the word you, of course, can be singular or plural, but here in this story, in the Greek, it's plural. It's the plural form of you. And Jesus responds that they collectively may have enough faith together. They maybe don't have enough individually, 
person by person, apostle by apostle. But together as a community, yes, they have enough faith. They have a mustard seed's worth of faith if they pile it all together, and that's enough. Because to here in this parable, at this moment, Jesus is talking about our collective faith, the faith we do together, the faith we share together, the trust that we have in each other, the trust that we have in God, the way we can lean on each other and the way we can lean on God, the faith it takes to move forward when it seems like every step is a slog, the courage to survive Black Hole Week in whatever form it may present itself. But that's why we come here to this place. That's why we gather here in this space at this time and don't sit home by ourselves. We gather here to pray and to, to come around this table to share the good news, to share the blood and the body of our Lord Jesus, to become the body of Jesus, redeemed by his blood, to be sent out to a hurting world, including ourselves. It's not something that I can do by myself. It's not something I can do without you. Even with my wonderful ordination and my many years of theological study, I can't do it by myself. I can't do it without you. Because for Jesus, it's just not something you do by yourself. Faith isn't something you do by yourself. I'm saved by faith. I'm saved by your faith, by our faith. Time and time again, I find myself saved by our collective faith. Faith, after all, is something that's meant to be shared and enjoyed and counted on together as we move along this strange road of life. Let's keep doing that. Let's count on that as we count on God and count on this community of faith, this worldwide community of faith gathered at this time for such a time as this. We've come this far by faith. Amen.